Michael Estelli, Jim Dry Creek, or Emily Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people persons paper podcast. Time out, time out. Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast, the show where we are going chronologically through every episode of the NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price, and with me as always is my co-host, Brian Sittler. Hello. Hello. Oh, man. Hello. I'm full of feels. Oh, that so was, many more That feels. is such an emotional episode, and, and not even just because of where it goes, but just the whole damn ride. The whole damn thing. We are at the end of season three, and we are absolutely thrilled to be joined by a brand new guest, Muddy May. Glad to have you with us. Thank you for having me, you guys. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and like I said, we are closing out season three with, I think it's episode 24, 23. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, episode, well, 52 and 53. 52 oh, that's, and that's 53 of the all overall. Series. Okay. Are we, doing, uh, are we doing of the season? I can't remember well, That's that. what I normally do. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, yeah. 52, 53. Well, it I, is two episodes, and y'all. We're this, supersizing today. This one is considered two episodes also? Yes, it this is. This is only going to throw us off even more. 42 minutes long, edited down from about an hour 17, I, heard, I read. Really? On the wiki. Really? The yeah. job, of course, is the title. And but, Hilton, sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, but yeah. in this episode, Jan reveals her breast augmentation, and mm-hmm. so... Your your like viewers, it. yeah, you can't. They can't listen. They can't see this at home. Yeah. But actually, I have come dressed as Jan. Yes, you I'm yes, you showing did. a lot of cleavage right now. Yes. Well, well, yes. But yes. What, what's interesting she is is you yes. actually showed up uh, more flat chested, which was uh, I don't know how you did it, but just randomly throughout the episode, just boom, and, and there it was. It was really. Just impressed. Are you getting me back because I kicked your ass in that roast battle? Oh, yes, yes, I am. The roast battle yes, I, I missed out on. No, because well, because um, and I'll tell you, you 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 didn't really join us dressed up as Jan. Oh, I ruined do your, it for everybody. Didn't do your Jan cosplay and today. Pam and Jim are not really in love. No, they're actors. Let's just ruin everything for everyone. <sighs> Hey, I, f- I feel deflated now. <laughs> I, I know, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, well, it's been a fun time here on the Paper Podcast, but the show is now over. We want to thank you all for joining us on this 51-episode journey. We're going to launch our new podcast, uh, Shut It Down, the 30 Rock Podcast, next week. I know. I'm so sorry that I'll miss that one. Oh, my God. That was the best It's funny. Pun. That it, was smart. Hilton. See, I w- you guys I think I have not been thinking of names for the 30 Rock podcast <laughs> for weeks now? <laughs> that was very clever. No, it's going to happen. We've talked. Uh, well, um, uh, May, you and I were both 30 Rock fans. Yeah. And that's something I've talked about on the show a lot. I'm a neophyte at best. By the time I started doing this, I wasn't even really watching The Office in that obsessive way that a lot of us do. I, oh. I totally missed everything you said because it is weird being known as my stage name. My real name is Lindsay. Okay. Sorry. Should we should we go back to that point? Well, first time guest <laughs> Lindsay Carter is with us. We have a revelation on today's show. By the way, new I'm not cutting any of this. So this this, this is, is now all going to happen. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, since we don't have to cut it now then. That's true. Yeah, you guys just can call me Lindsay. It's cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, and Lindsay. if if anybody sees me around and they want to refer to me as a human person and not a 90s cartoon character, well. really it's, just call me Lindsay. It's cool. Well, I didn't even know. You, you mentioned the roast battle we were in, and I didn't know until that show that that was a Simpsons reference. I just remembered oh, cool. today. Speaking yes. of another show Having... that people obsess over the way we are at The Office. Oh, mm. you have no idea, Hilton. Let's do the Simpsons podcast. Let's okay. do a Simpsons podcast. Okay. Oh, my God. We're going to nerd it out. Anyway, <laughs> but going back to whatever, the roast battle. Oh, yeah, it was a Simpsons reference. Yeah, and uh, that name, Muddy May, the name you used on stage, is Homer's... 
the mo- an alias of yeah. of Homer's mother who has been on the run his whole life. Mm. Oh she's yeah, a okay. fugitive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Who voiced her in the show? Do you? The first time it was Glenn Close, and then Glenn Close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. I didn't no, it's okay. No, you you, you filled oh, in my still question. Here? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> was it Glenn Close? In it was Glenn Close. The, the first one. And Just then? the first one. And then after that, it was someone who wasn't Glenn Close. Okay. Yeah. And uh, okay, oh, man, we shouldn't go down this trail, but uh, Glenn Close, uh-huh. uh, she couldn't do the dope at the end. So they had somebody oh. else's somebody else voice the dope. Someone else did. I heard that. I did okay. hear that. I remember reading that. Okay. That's All right. Funny. You're yeah. cool, Brian. Oh. I would have liked to have hey. seen her learn the dope. Lionel Hutz. My <laughs> favorite character. One of my favorite. Ca- I aspire to be Lionel Hutz. <laughs> Don't we all? I aspire to be the doctor. The hi everybody. <laughs> Doctor Nick. Got some of the best lines. The Hollywood Upstairs Medical College. That is, I think, my favorite line from the whole series. Maybe. Really? Well, that's Maybe. Heavy. It's okay. I mean it's up there. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, um, I'll steer us back uh to the office. Just for a second. Oh yeah. I've talked before about how uh, uh I don't think I've talked about my favorite episode of the office. My favorite episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have actually. Have I yes. it's coming up next season. It's coming up next season. Money. Yeah. Uh but watching this one today, this one really proved itself as one of the absolute best episodes of the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. The job, the way that they, the, what they did with the characters, do you guys realize how much we heard from each character today? Like, we got so much time with Stanley, with Creed, with Phyllis, with Kelly, Even with, with Meredith. Meredith, yeah. But but Toby was nowhere to be found. And we completely <laughs> sacrificed Toby. Where did, well, we had to. Yeah. Somebody had to go. You're right. Well, I mean, half of it is spent in New York, so I get that. Yeah. Well, maybe Dwight or sacrificed Toby. Yeah, man. <laughs> He was a little creepy in this episode. And oh. for an episode that doesn't have uh, I, Toby, I mean, they, we really, it was focused so much on everyone else. Everyone else. It Which w- is nice. Yeah. It is nice. Now, this is my A-plus Pam, uh, Pinnacle Pam episode for me. And yeah. like, I fall in love with Pam all over again in this episode. Yeah. So awesome. And, oh, the way that they set us up for that moment at the end because you guys oh, realize it's we, in a whole season of her, and we had talking heads with her throughout this episode. This was a very Pam centric episode. We had yeah. her going back and forth with Karen; those little sort of like passive fights. We mm-hmm. have her connecting with Jim. We have her connecting with Dwight, yeah. and through all of it, we have her and talking heads looking at us, talking she's, us through the episode. She's the throughway mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing, and so. it we're letting our guard down. That that's a that's a safe space in this episode mm-hmm. we're just it's just a talking head with pam like we've seen a million times before they're reinforcing it again and again and again you know how this show works this is the talking head and then bam they hit us with jim walking in that door and shatter everything we've come to expect mm-hmm. well put it yeah. was a really well done yeah that was a great way to articulate yeah. it no, the unexpected because I, I, I just feel like if anybody gets to experience a moment like pa- Pam had mm. in that scene like if they get that in real life it is kind of unexpected and that's what makes it so beautiful yeah I'm forever Karen so I'll never have a Pam Jim moment but oh. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I just me in my pantsuits <laughs> Before Jim walks in, but at least you're corporate, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. You're, you're gonna money. run Utica yeah. one day. Yeah, yeah you're, gonna, you're gonna run Utica. We Thanks never get guys. to see. You're yeah, we get ne- pregnant. I don't. You're gonna have a beautiful family. They ne- a nice they, guy you know. met at a bar or whatever. But yeah. they never could show her significant other. Yeah. It was just her pregnant, and then sure he was very handsome. Oh yeah, no, like they show pictures of him on the on her desk when they're in the episode. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. I have really lost track of what we're talking oh, about. Oh, my Karen when, when she goes to Utica, and we and Jim and oh, Dwight sorry, go to spoiler. prank. 
prank them, and they end up in her office. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that. Oh no, no, no. no. We, we, yeah. we learned that she's pregnant when Michael goes. Oh yeah, it's when later Michael on. Goes for yeah, the speaking. Yeah, tour. it's a, it's yeah, yeah the with, speaking with, tour goes with Pam, and that's when uh, we mm-hmm. find out that she's pregnant, and Pam finally settles her differences with her, and that gives Michael the inspiration to go get the closure with Holly. Holly. Yeah, Karen is very forgettable for me, and yeah. I am. I feel bad for because I love Felicia Rashad, but that character, mm-hmm. yeah. she's no Pam. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Well, and no, in no, this no, no, episode, no, no, no. too, they really, in those last couple scenes, with her and Jim in the waiting room, mm-hmm. and she's getting catty about Jan, immediately mm-hmm. starts picking at her, and, and Jim's being sympathetic, and, oh, I feel bad for her. And Karen's <laughs> immediate answer, don't. She's not, not that she's wrong. She runs off <laughs> with her friends to do lunch because Jim's still got the interview. He's going to be there for a while. Yeah. They, in those last few seconds, they really paint in broad strokes, try and make her out to be the bitch, you know? And it, it sort of works. I agree. Huh. I think that, I mean, in in the episode, um, Karen was like, oh, Pam, she's kind of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. But really, at the end of it, Karen's the bitch, because Pam would never, like, Pam mm-hmm. recognizes hilarity, but at the end of the day, she's really compassionate, even towards Dwight. Exactly. And, but Karen, it's like when she tries to be Pam, she's, she just can't do it. She's just mean. Right. She'll never be Pam. Yeah. No. I think what that's what that Pam. scene is about. It's a good point. It's interesting. And you see him seeing it, I think. He, and, and, Finally. And then after that, of course, his, in his timeline, because we cut back to Dunder Mifflin, but in his timeline, his next scene, he's in the interview. He's sitting in front of David Wallace. Mm-hmm. David asks him about the questionnaire or mm-hmm. whatever he had to fill out. Mm-hmm. And in going for that, of course, he finds the Pam note. And after that bad moment with Karen, he's literally getting hit again and again and again with reminders about Pam. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they set this up so well to send him right back to her. And a beautiful callback to uh, Office Olympics on Pam's note to Jim. Uh, always, that's really touching if you are a fan and know. The note oh, has God. the gold medal yep. from the, from the, from like, the yogurts. Episode I was two, about Episode that. two, mm-hmm. whatever, like one of the early episode two seasons. And then she kept it. See, Pam yeah. knew what she was doing. Oh, oh Pam, she knew <laughs> how to play the game. She kno- that was that was her hail mary there at that moment because that is kind of what. But is it? It's not. But, but it is. But you know what? It is and it wasn't because she was genuine at the end that she was comfortable being. I don't know if she was just saying that she was. You know, if he never comes back, that's okay. We'll still be friends. She kind of let go, and I think um, when I knew that she, Jim was going to pick Pam. Was the moment that Jan and her fake boobs emerged from that from Michael's office? Yeah, and Whoa. the first person that Jim looks at is Pam. <gasps> oh my god! It's just immediately, There's and that's that. why Karen knows. And when Karen sees it, she's like, "Oh," because she, she tries knows. to cut in. She try and she does cut in because mm-hmm. she's trying to get him, you know, away from Pam. Maybe Karen yeah. was so sweet the whole time, and the moment she revealed herself as, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, in that in that interview with with Jim mm. is because she thought she finally had him and now her true self was coming out. Maybe, maybe so. Yeah, perhaps. Because that was one thing I noticed, and I said it was that I felt like they were even making her harsher than we usually see her. Well, like she they w- were really bringing out the bitch, and yeah. that's a really good point because we people do that anyway. When we get comfortable, we show more of ourselves. And sure, you know that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this morning you picked me up to come to the podcast, <laughs> and sure, I totally sure. flashed you. Yeah, it was really weird, and and we'd only hung out a few times, so she's getting comfortable. Yeah, it's true, <laughs> but but really to change into her Jan cosplay to get here, it was necessary. It was necessary. <laughs> It was. It shows maturity. It does. It does. <laughs> and 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 speaking of speaking of boobs, I gotta be honest with you guys. The first time that this episode aired, 
I was very thankful that we had stuff like the camera zooming in <laughs> and and I'll get to the why and Jim and Pam reacting because I honestly didn't in. notice that her boobs had changed. I didn't it wasn't something that besides I mean like she was showing them off but I didn't remember Jan's boobs in previous seasons. I am very glad that you bring this up Hilton yeah? because I think she didn't really have a breast augmentation. She Notice like the discoloration. Did you guys notice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. almost like they just gave her a push-up bra, threw some makeup on her. And like contouring or whatever, yeah. Yeah, she didn't really... We were all duped. Michael yeah. was duped. We were duped. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin was duped. False advertising, you're saying? And that's yeah. probably maybe why, is because they really just sort of moved her boobs around. This is a weird conversation. It is. But no, it, it is. needs to be talked about, because that's the thing, is every person watching that episode, we were all thinking about those boobs, because they looked like... No, they looked weird. You know, they, they looked like weird. weird. I think they nice. pulled it off. They I think they pulled it off. Yeah. Personally. Well, yeah, they yeah. pulled it off. I'm just saying. No, Come my, on. Michael thought <laughs> they pulled it off. Michael couldn't keep his hands to himself. It was emotionally I spectacular. Love... <laughs> I just love it's the. No, no, no. It's not a boob job, Hilton. It's a boob enhancement. A boob enhancement. That's so great. We want to be polite here. Yeah. <laughs> but we still have to call it a boob job or a uh, boob enhancement. I love that he thinks job is the offensive word there. Yeah. <laughs> He tries so hard, and he just every time he tries to be debonair, you know, politically correct, he fails spectacularly. And is worse yeah. in essence. And yeah. that's him in a nutshell right there. That's his character. God, he's so lovable. He's so loyal. Like, How, seriously, yeah. if you guys oh, were in that wonderful. situation, choosing between your crazy ex, very newly re reconciled with girlfriend, yeah. and your career, what would you honestly choose? Because Michael... I feel like was very chivalrous. chivalrous. Yeah. Oh yeah, he wanted to run away to Jamaica, <laughs> live at a bungalow. At the, at, he was just let's just go away, just us two. He would have left it all behind. If, but she's like, you know, she's not gonna do that. Well, and here's the thing, Michael has failed upwards, and you know, as, as much as he's forty some odd years old, his coping mechanisms, his his ability to emotionally handle things, seems very juvenile. Yeah, like, certainly. He can't handle <laughs> he can't handle a situation like this. This is way out of his league. In the car, like when oh she's freaking out, you can tell he has no idea what to do. That is a really good point. He's a little boy oh, yeah. in a big man's game. Yeah. That's and, a really good point. And he's thrown this uh, adult woman having a, an emotional breakdown, and he has no idea what to do. No, he's already scared of her anyway. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. That's my last relationship. I'm Jan. <laughs> oh, no. okay. well, oh my god! We're having a breakthrough Jan. today on the People vs. Yeah. Paper podcast. I'm good. Jan and Michael. I was all because do you, don't you ever wonder who you Janet, relate to? Who you relate to? Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. and I feel like we all relate to all the characters in a way. Twenty four hours, parts yeah, here and there. but never in my life have I been like I've always associated. I've always been like, oh, Jim and Pam, that's what I want. But now yeah. I realize now in this moment, you're Jan. Uh, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> usually Jan and Michael, and yeah. that is just really. Um, Wow, I want to jump off a bridge. Hey, hey oh. could be worse. I'm Toby, so I wasn't even in this episode. That's why I was looking for me so hard. They left you out. You could like, never be Toby because you don't even have a child who loves you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You already won the roast. The, ro the roast returns. <laughs> Round two. Boom. Hilton, <laughs> boom, roasted. <laughs> well, we know what episode you're coming back for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, the roast. The roast. Oh, when stress when, relief part when, two. When oh, Michael and, gets roasted. and then his feelings get hurt. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's I, all you. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> 
See you then. No, after this, Hilton's going to, when he stops recording, he's going to be like, forget that, Lindsay May, whoever the fuck. <laughs> next, next week, we're just having Lacey back and doing the episode again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's go back to The Office. Let's talk about, oh, what do you guys... Oh, The Office. Yeah. The, man, the, the thing about this episode is we get, as much as we got so much of everybody else, just like we're talking about, we got so much of Michael. And we didn't get Michael that... We didn't get any of the things you hate about Michael. No. Oh, he's so lovable in this episode. Yeah. Even his oh, yeah. stupidity was just stuff like putting the condo on eBay. You know, yeah. he's just a dumbass. Which, by yeah. the way, my favorite part about watching this with you guys beforehand was that moment when Michael says he puts his condo on eBay, he's going to get about 80% of what he paid for it. Mm-hmm. My favorite part about that was just seeing Hilton out of the corner of my eye just shake his head back and forth <laughs> like, you <laughs> idiot. Uh. <laughs> He ain't paid much yet. <laughs> well, and that's the moment too. Like so much of this episode is in the the conversational lines. There's so many moments where somebody just goes and says something to someone else, and it, it that's the real humor here. Oh yeah. This episode, like, well, this show in general, this whole series, but especially I think this episode is really good. Like, they're so um, they're so incredibly hilarious in such a sh- subtle way. Like, yeah. they're really good at downplaying their genius here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's but in between the lines. Yeah. There's but a lot of that to it. Sorry. Well, because it was the funniest moments in this episode for me were the very interpersonal moments between people. The Kevin and Jim conversation, you know? Oh, yeah. Talking about who's hotter. Yeah. And it's Kevin like... Kevin really being Kevin. The The UK office was big because of those the way it would let a moment breathe in silence. Mm-hmm. This episode felt like that to me, but it was how it let a moment breathe in quiet dialogue. Like but I've, go you ahead, know what? Go ahead. I've noticed, though, that I, I thought Jim's strategy of approaching this just lurid, inappropriate, just dehumanizing, really, conversation from Kevin, yeah. comparing the two women's body parts, Yeah, he, I like his approach to it. Hmm. I call it the Jim method, where he just kind of leans into it. So he's, like, really making people work for their bullshit. Yeah. And hmm. um, and then I it kind of shows you Jim's influence in this show, because then you see Pam, of course... Uh, using the gym method towards Dwight. Uh-huh. But we also see another character, Stanley even calls Dwight out on his bullshit. And I just feel like it kind of showed, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but no. it, it just kind of is an example of Jim's influence in the office. That's why he can't yeah. leave. He Well, but there you go, too. When he did leave, you had Pam stepping up in ways and you had other p- members of the office stepping up in ways. Yeah, she's achieved her, yeah, that's true. Because she's achieved actual um, confidence. And they did such a good job of courage showing Dwight's office, just like they were setting us up with the, 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 the twist on, so Pam's doing talking heads the whole episode, and we're getting, we're getting used to that. We also got used to Dwight's office. There was interviews. We had a conference yeah. room meeting. They, they condensed an entire regular episode of The Office under Dwight's management into probably 10 minutes of screen time. See, this is when, like later on, you would say in later seasons, like it would have worked with Dwight as manager. Absolutely. And I think it totally would have worked. I think you're, And watching this now reminded me of that, and I agree. I agree, too. And in some ways, I think Dwight being the manager. Hark. <laughs> uh, Dwight Some... being the manager. Um, it, it, I think that there could have been more longevity from the series if they had maybe done that instead of having a series of oh, guests. Yeah. Especially yeah. Will Ferrell, who's wonderful at a lot of things, but not that episode. Yeah, if they wouldn't have tried to replace Steve Carell and they would have just let the story happen naturally, you would have had a Dwight manager. And and I think 
the, we've talked about it on uh, past episodes. The second to last episode of the show proves that. AARM shows that Dwight as manager had plenty of potential, especially with Jim as a foil, you know? Yeah, but. it did. But we only get it for a little short time this t- this episode. But yep. you know what else I realized, too, is is we always wanted to see Michael give it to Dwight. And we actually do. We get that in this episode. And we get it really in the perfect way. That's kind of a payoff. That's a little payoff we've been waiting for. Obviously, Dwight's been waiting for it because he breaks down in a horrible. Yeah. He's a bad crier. I think that's the, that's the term. He's an ugly crier. Ugly crier. Thank you. And he's also an ugly not crier. And <laughs> But Angela's also into Dwight being, the, I mean... She got she got real Game of Thrones. I oh think. yeah, oh yeah. This is this this whole an- uh, episode is Angela's uh, fantasy. Right? Oh yeah, you kn- oh can't say that on your podcast. <laughs> sure, fantasy. It's the one F word we don't say. No, no, no. <laughs> I w- I was gonna make a really crude joke. Go- do it, <laughs> or you don't have to. If it comes up again, I will. I okay. ruined it. I'm trying to I'm trying to be less crude. All right. Gotcha. That's okay. it's just ruining my life. You really. Find, you're, I see. You're just like having like polite conversation with family, and you're just throwing out dick jokes and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> it's Cause tough because good dick jokes you should share them. Here, I agree. No, and I'm with gonna. The, I told Hilton this, and I'm gonna tell this story them. now. Okay. Look, the other night at VFW, I told I told a joke mm-hmm. where I say I it, 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 I say the phrase I love cock right. The end of my set, I go back to where I was before, standing. Brent Dio, I had met him that night. He looks at me and he goes, you love cock? That's like the first thing he's ever said to me. <laughs> anyway, huh. I just wanted to share that story. It was delightful. <laughs> so, remi- so there was a breakthrough. Reminder to male listeners, if you happen to catch a performer and they're talking about something on stage, don't immediately bring it up because it's some kind of door that is open to make that kind of conversation. It is not. Thank you. <laughs> Performances are just that. You still got to treat people with the exact typical respect you would off stage. Oh yeah, Brent's cool. I'm not. So. I'm not. I'm not saying any shit about him. Well, I just mean like I would do that. And you know what? Oh, what, you what, would. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm capable of of doing that exact same thing. That's why I was like, come on, Brett. Well, and <laughs> Brent, it's, and it's Brett. Wha- <laughs> and it's one of those things that I would expect if I got on stage and did that. That at least one of the other guy comics would come up to me like, hey, you like cock, huh? You know. Yeah. Like, and and you expect that. Out of your pals, and, and but that's one of the things that we, uh, you know, we're, we're we're learning is is how to how to talk to each other, how to understand intent, how to understand what we're saying. And, oh and yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it pro- I mean, it was funny, but with also the guy male, the f- guy female dynamic, it was just like, oh, okay. It just yeah. why did I go off on this tangent? Let's go back to the one moment. I want to talk about this. Can we talk about this? You uh, know, that's one thing though that, that the office never does is it never really gets in. Like Michael's got a grossness, but he never accidentally is a creeper. In fact, he's actually very Except empathetic. Except when he's looking at Ryan. Well, I mean, he does yeah. creepy things to Pam that would really rub me the wrong way. But yeah. you, at the end, of, but he also goes to her show, her yeah. art show, when no one else does. So you know, he's just he just doesn't have the best social skills. You never feel unsafe with Michael. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's a really good point. You never feel unsafe with Michael. Yeah, because at the end of the day, he's a really good dude. That would have been a cool storyline if if the show was on now that they could have explored is the idea of like when someone does make someone feel unsafe. And they know? would do that because they've actually, they in rewatching the season, mm-hmm. they do, I, I'm surprised at how they handle issues of race that we wouldn't handle the same way. Oh, sure. If yeah. the office were on today, we could not approach it the same way. There was stuff they couldn't do. Absolutely. I don't know how they And it would. hasn't been that, and it hasn't even yeah. been that long. What, 10 years since the series been out? Well, mm-hmm. that's the great irony is that everybody wants it to come back, but I don't think they can make it Nearly the same kind of way. Well, okay, but I want to talk about the whole Jim Pam thing when they yeah. finally get together because it was the build up over <laughs> three seasons and it was just yeah, the happiest is... moment. Uh, what, what a release at the end. D- did you guys just expect Jim and Pam to get together? I 
yes. thought it would happen. I, I thought that would be surprised. I would be surprised if it didn't happen. The way it happens is a surprise. Because they... And, and I they, mean, even yeah. leading up to it, the only real hint we get of what's happening is Jim's driving alone. Like, we don't... But yeah. he never says, I'm going back to Scranton. Yeah, like, he just ditched Karen. Yeah. Like, I mean, I kind of wonder, like, what exactly happened in that, in the immediate there after his interview, and then when they show him driving. And then he get, he comes back to Scranton, obviously. So he just said, see you, Karen. <laughs> I'm out. I guess. I don't know. Maybe he met up with her and left. I could be reading into it way too much, but yeah. I always kind of wondered how that... And then, because in the next episode, we see them arguing, him and Karen. So, she, so we know she got back to Scranton. Yes, so. at some point. Oh, man, that would be an awkward... Jim says uh, Jim says that Karen came to work and yelled at him, saying she wasn't going to leave, and the next day she had cleared out her That's desk. Right. But that first day, could you imagine how awkward Ooh. that would be? Oh, yeah. Ooh. It would be worth it. For Pam, too. <laughs> to be with, like, the love of your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, d- I honestly didn't know that Jim and Pam were going to get together. Really? I don't, I don't remember thinking that. I remember being like, oh, man, I really hope it happens. But maybe I was mm. so depressed. I was just like, not even in a sitcom could this happen. <laughs> I don't know I, that I knew. No. I felt like I knew. I don't think, I don't feel like, if, I don't, I say I don't think it was a foregone conclusion because at the very end when he does come back in, it, it's that. It's like, whoa. It is a surprise. It is a surprise. And the way they do it is so great. And she's just completely blown away. And, and, and I break down every time. Yeah. <laughs> and and her reaction is very much uh, the viewers in a lot of cases. And I think that's mm-hmm. why they did it that way. Because yeah. it's oh, such. It was wonderful. Yeah. You even know. the camera is kind of blurry at that point. Mm-hmm. It's out of focus. Yeah. They're, they're kind of. Bewil- I think the cameramen are kind of bewildered, too. Right? Whoa. I had never thought about that. That's Maybe that's what they were going for. If they did yeah. that, that'd be a neat stylistic choice. Yeah. yeah. It's very natural. See, like, I, think, I think this is why The Office is very genius, like like the like Thirty Rock was. Yeah, is because they tell us a lot with like not through the dialogue, through like the setting, like office. Uh, mm-hmm. Dwight painting his office black, oh. like that tells us something. Like the camera guy blurring right at that moment, that tells us something. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the camera is one of the stars of the show. Just yeah. the zoom in itself is like. One well, of the greatest things in this show of all time. Well, <laughs> in the in the moments right before the end of that Pam talking head and Jim asking her out is we, we cut to the shot of the office and it's sort of a wide shot and the receptions in the center in mm. the back and yeah. the phone rings and Dunder Mifflin, this is Pam. It starts to zoom in on her. Yeah. And the way it sets it almost says in that shot, This is a show about all this, but it's really a show about her. There you go. And and, and through her him. You That's know, smart. There was, you go. It was really, I don't know. Like, you know, and it's also saying, you know, life goes on, like, as as this is all happening. Exactly. It's the same thing back at the office. Yeah. But now, you know, something extraordinary is going to happen yeah. here in a few minutes. Another another twist to this episode mm-hmm. was when uh, we find out who really got the job, someone oh. we didn't even know was an applicant. Oh, I have a theory. I came up with a conspiracy theory this morning. Okay. What do you got? So... Um, let's just say maybe Jim did get the job, but knew that he loved Pam and he knew he couldn't leave. And so actually he was the first choice, but then Ryan was the second choice. Oh, I kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's all, people decide this over weeks. This is not how it happens in real life. Like, yeah, because... Pam keeps asking during the whole time, did Karen get the job? Yeah. Like, we're supposed to find out that day. The interview day wouldn't like, be it. Like, my, No. I, yeah, there's so much things that, things that wouldn't happen. First off, Jan's position would not be open <laughs> if she didn't know she was fired. There's a plot hole. Yeah. One plot hole, kind of. Unless, I don't know, maybe she was so oblivious and that was the issue 
that yeah. like maybe they were just fucking with her and was like maybe she won't even notice let's just do this that's kind of what i thought too because how because they they told michael isn't it clear yeah You're isn't gonna... it clear yeah and you can see michael like completely overlooking that and they maybe not even looking at it at all yeah and just have been like okay i'm ready obviously because he's overconfident for two episodes yeah so do you think michael read the job description no <laughs> <laughs> he probably got too excited Yes. Yeah. Well, no, he's obviously like, uh, even when he calls him, New York. he calls yeah. him for the interview and he automatically thinks he has it at that point. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> when he shows up for the, on, for the interview on the wrong date, oh, yeah. that scene made me so uncomfortable because it reminded me of a time that my grandmom sh- showed up to a party on the wrong date and then every, oh. that's how we found out she had dementia. Oh. So oh, I'm wow. just kidding you guys. I'm oh, not really? kidding. Oh. No, but it's kind of like a similar feeling. Like, oh, oh God, Michael. <laughs> Michael, oh, do you have dementia? <laughs> like, holy shit. We, you know, he's just triggered. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. He's an eager, you know, he's an eager beaver. That's what I was thinking. He was like, oh, I got this. That's another I moment. I so though. got this. That punchline in that joke is so great where he's just like, oh, the other managers are morons. Hey, Pam, <laughs> came down here on the wrong day. You're going to be about three hours late. <laughs> but i i actually respect michael like he still went for it yeah he was still trying to make it happen he was with his leading questions yeah Uh, yeah it's almost like a lawyer in a way like no further questions there's a couple times in this episode where he just like he like takes straw and makes hay or whatever it is you know like while i'm here yeah (laughs) and then when Uh, when he's not getting the job Dave Wallace tells him you're not getting the job. There's a beat, and he immediately is like, "Well, that's good because." And it's like, it was one of those like Michael just starts talking moments. It wouldn't be a good boyfriend to steal his girlfriend's job. Yeah, I love that line because that's his end goal is just to be a good boyfriend. Yeah, that is not something a good boyfriend would do. Yeah, I feel like I should make like little. (laughs) I should make little like flyers or little cards to hand out so whenever I'm dating again and my boyfriend does something stupid, I'm just like, that is not something a good boyfriend would do. Yeah. And it's like, you're Michael Scott right now. <laughs> yeah, Michael Scotting it up in here. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> you're being a dunder. Yeah. <laughs> Dunderhead. Hey, don't yeah. be a dunder. But you're right, he does have that little, back to what you were talking about, his little sidestep and making, he's desperate at that point and has to make sure that he yeah. still has his old job. Oh, and that's that's such a great line is like, he's, Covering his sort of emotional hurt there, like, oh, well, no, this is good because he's doing that twisting it around thing. And then he still manages the, do I still have my job? And you get David to like confirm it. And now it's like he's like, now everything's okay, back to normal. Like, he, he just, yeah. he can, it's right. like his escape. It's, it's been so a... weird. I, I think Michael handles that situation really well because he was thinking very quick on his feet when yeah. he withdrew his oh. mm-hmm. well, consideration. He, 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 he uh, just about, he tested it just a little bit when. David Wallace calls Jan unstable, and then he goes, you're unstable. Oh, I love that. That's, That's another moment, though, where he, there's that core no, Michael that has we're to... we're all unstable. Yeah. Walks it back. He was trying so hard just to mediate that. We're all unstable. Like He's like, okay, I'm in, the me- I'm in between my crazy girlfriend and my boss and her boss, all of our bosses. And I think it's what interesting that, that in, at his core, like he, he, someone insulted his girl, and he immediately stepped up. Absolutely, like, and compare you know. that yeah. with yeah. Karen's reaction, who was genuinely enjoying the confrontation. Oh. And it was almost oh, yeah. a little like perverse. She didn't care that Jan was having yeah. this meltdown. She didn't look concerned at all. She, she had that little smug <laughs> smile on her face. Like, Here we go. Like She knew it was going to happen. But I'll, I'll tell you at the same time. Wasn't that so many of us watching? Sure. Because that <laughs> totally. fight between David Wallace and Jan was great. Oh, that yeah, was the, great. She did have a prime time solo view of this. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and you know, because that's that's the moment too that to me was like with Michael. That was a not believable moment because I don't think the CFO would actually start getting into the details. No, no, no. That in front of the subordinates. No, like, like she would take her aside. Yeah, and they would talk in a separate room, or she would be escorted immediately from the building yeah. at that point. Perhaps I'm like in corporate world, going back real time. And oh. also, if Jan yeah. were really in real life gonna flash <laughs> the CFO, <laughs> she would actually flash the sh- CFO. That's but true. since it's network television, uh, she we, just takes off her blazer. We had to miss yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, oh, which uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you too, that was not a very revealing dress either. Like when she's like, "Is it because of these?" I'm like, "I can't really see anything." It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's not. It's, you know, it's it very is. pretty dress though. You know, oh yeah. Anyway, she has fantastic style. She's got a great wardrobe, Jan. And, <laughs> oh, and I'll tell you, the moments in the beginning before we even see the the the, the boob um, enhancement, um, <laughs> is some of the sweetest Jan we see oh, in the yeah. whole show. When she's just like, I went and I got, I feel, I feel a lot better about myself, and I miss you. There's that part of me that's like, oh, I'll give her another chance, Michael. <laughs> really? I wasn't buying it. No, I was Aww. not buying me it neither. from the I thought it, admit, get I well. Thought the softest moment we have with her in the entire show. No, because it's maybe fake. in money. And it's maybe fake. In money. Well, I think also because of what we saw in Women's Appreciation. Yeah. Where you know, like he described what was happening, I was like, don't, no, don't do it. Don't, don't yeah. go back. This is the pro- This is this is bad. Okay. One thing I <laughs> love about this episode yeah. is, um is the fact that Michael actually needed uh, a group of women. Like, he needed a table of advisors oh, yeah. to keep it, him from... Because we've all had that relationship. The relationship, like, you know this person's toxic. You know this relationship is terrible. But mm-hmm. by God, if I get a chance, I'm going straight back to it. Yeah. And so you need your friends to, like, intervene and be like, no, remember? Remember that time she took your uh, sex tape you didn't know about to your counselor and they talked about it? Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. exactly. And that's the thing is, Michael, he can't do this on his own because Michael just wants someone to be his girlfriend. And because of that, the minute someone shows up and says, you're my boyfriend, I'm your girlfriend, he doesn't know how to say no. He can't say no. And she made him do a lot of things he didn't want to do. (laughs) That moment, that line. Because they're all just saying, just say you want to break up. Yeah. Just do yeah, it. Just it's, don't get back together just don't with get her. Back together but I, I get it because I've been Michael. Like sometimes yep. you yeah. can't do it. Absolutely. You got to have your buddies there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> with Meredith as an alter- alternate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love her line. From my experience, most guys are only attracted to you at, from the back. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, I love, I love the little takes on uh, Jan's boob job. Breast and, all right, boob enhancement. Uh, because so th- cre- they fit Creed in there finally. Huh. That's Swing one low, of the sweet chariot. It's such a great line. <laughs> and then Kevin, obviously, yeah, number one fan of big boobs. Well, he does know strippers. Let's not let's not you know discredit him for his <sighs> knowledge of stripping people. This That's is true. Good stuff. good stuff. He says, "I love fake boobs." Like it needed to be said. <laughs> yeah, like we didn't know that, Kevin. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no yeah. Kidding, bud. No, but, um, did we lose track? No, no. We talk There's about? so much, and I yeah, thought this is 42 minutes episode, folks. Like, yeah. there's a lot to cover here, and I know we're gonna miss something because we always do. Well, you know, I will say this: that nobody's talking about it, and everybody needs to <sighs> if we're gonna be real connoisseurs of this show. Yeah. David Wallace, a man who should not be attractive yet somehow is. Uh, I agree. David. David's a good-looking man. Yeah, he's I know. Guy. He's uh. Yeah, and he's a real. And he, you buy him a as a corporate. He's you buy he him as a real because he was guy. a real corporate guy. They got him out of corporate America, and he that this was his first acting. Didn't wait, what? Yeah. yeah. That I was the office, thinking he, he wasn't originally an actor. He was he like was a, a corporate. He was a he was like a seat 
accountant or something? Holy or cow, you guys. I oh, had yeah. no idea. Is this true? He was a lobbyist? No, not a, no, not a lobbyist. No, a lobbyist. Uh, kind of corporate uh, position. He was a corporate. He was like an insurance company or something like that. Was, he, was like a, he was like a consultant, I think. Well, I was thinking in this episode, he's a good actor because I know. Geni- those were real interview office questions. Like he yeah. was really. Yeah. Th- that process, he he really did that well. Yeah, we got so, the always fun. Where you see yourself in ten years? You guys, I've never, yeah, I've never <laughs> heard that before. Where'd you guys hear that? Oh. He like, where'd you find this information out? Online, probably Wikipedia. Uh, he, let's see, yeah. he yeah, trying to find. Uh, and then he went in other, and he acted in other movies too. Yeah, after this, so that this was like his total luckiest break. Guy. He knew somebody who knew somebody, like on the in the variety of the writers, or somebody knew somebody. We mm-hmm. all need to step up our network connections. Tell you, man, you never know where you might end up. Uh, you might end up like Meredith, hit by your <laughs> boss's car. <laughs> Too soon. Coming up. <laughs> Coming <laughs> up. But I will say, uh, unfortunately for David Wallace, he doesn't have always the best business instincts. <laughs> he, You know what I like um, about David Wallace is like, at the end of the day... He thinks Michael's a good dude too. No, that's the truth. That's the that's the unlikely love story that comes out of this whole show is the one between Michael and David Wallace because they do. Um, it gets it gets deep, like when he makes Holly leave eventually. And, oh, Holly! And like, yeah, and and it's like, oh my god, these guys are like having an argument, like two friends might, or, or like, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know. But he. Um, yeah. Sorry, I lost it. And they, well, I think they they set it up a little bit too, because they're they they keep playing with our expectations this whole episode. They they at Certainly. no point want us to know that it's this is actually going to end in the moment, the what if moment that we've been been teasing for fifty two episodes at this point. Well, we do get a shot of us back to the fake boobs for a second. Just out of nowhere, they decide to have a shot outside of the office, just Michael holding Jan's breasts. Oh, I love that for shot. a long shot. <laughs> I think that Jan's fake boobs should have been credited. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The twins, as yeah. Michael calls them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and we, uh, I he just want to squeeze, squeeze them. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, we and get motorboats. we get set up for Hunter. Uh, we'll, we'll of see, the we'll hunted. Learn more of him. <laughs> I love that Jan calls him. Oh, my Hunter. Oh um, my gosh, I didn't so notice sweet. that, but I love. I just love the moment where we're listening to the CD at the oh, dinner party, and it's so obviously is, about Michael. You think they'd hooked up by this point? In this episode, when we're talking about, or was it? Oh after? yeah. Oh, I think they'd hooked up by this. Because what did she call him? He said. She calls him my hunter. Oh, man. <laughs> oh man, so I didn't even catch that, so but that's sweet. funny. That's See, it's, it, it goes from she goes from oh so sweet to later mm-hmm. seasons with Clark and just being complete dominatrix. Yeah. She really takes off in a way. In a way. Hey, you gotta gotta learn about yourself. This is right. I, she does. I like Pam's honesty here. I like that she's unapologetic. Oh. Oh. She's yeah, unapologetic. Absolutely. To oh, I love her. I, I love her. Yeah. She. The way she kind of pulls that off in a way, even like, sorry if it made you feel weird. And she's just like, okay. Because there really was. Houdini, man. (laughs) There was no point of Pam even really. I don't even know why she said that to Karen. She was, and she was saying, you know, I hope that you get the job. She was being completely uh, nice. And the way that when Dwight is, when she's meeting with Dwight um, and he's saying, you know, you showed promise, you know, with your, with your, at the cold walk, you know, before you embarrassed yourself. And she's just like, Thank you. Yeah. And she's not even bugged by it. She doesn't even care. No. And that's the change right there in her character. But you know what, though? By the end of that scene... But she knows scene, she's just goofing around, too. But the end of that scene, she is on board. She's ready to see <laughs> Office 2.0. She's ready to be Dwight's secret assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> when she takes command of the conference room, come on, everyone! <laughs> Let's listen to Dwight's presentation! <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's a whole side of him we've never seen never. before. And that's I, I, after yeah. the last episode. Yeah, and you know what? They yeah. kind of because her thing was courage. That's what she lacked. And mm-hmm. 
we see it in the in the aftermath of of the beach. Yeah, we get to see Oscar Razzner in front of everybody about you know I really miss our friendship. Yeah, ha 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 ha. And you know she just takes it like that's a great it's scene nothing. too. Stanley, I never heard you talk that much. That's right. <laughs> and then we learn that Creed has a blog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I blogged about it. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. And right to the line with yeah with Ryan, you know, like even for the internet, it's still shocking. It's, you ever pa- you ever you ever paused it and actually read what he writes when he's writing a little bit? Yeah, it's like completely mundane. <laughs> like not even like controversial in the slightest. It's like what do you? It's really mundane, normal stuff. I want to read it. I never even thought to pause it and read it. If you've watched this show enough, it's like The Simpsons. You know, like when they. It's like that little moment when they they have like really fast credits and something. And if you pause it, and when and then the credits are saying, like, if you're reading this, you have no life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of one of those. It's a little bit kind of like that. The Simpsons can insult their like mega fans, and we always come crawling back. We're just like yeah. Michael and Jan. Yeah, well, they mm-hmm. insulted their own network constantly. <laughs> so oh, Rupert Mur- Murdoch, yeah. yeah. Good, good on you, Simpsons. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, oh, everyone out there in Cyber World. It's Creed Bratton coming at you again, here from my perch as a quality assurance manager at Dunder Mifflin Paper. Just a few observations on the world around me. What do you guys think is the best kind of car? To me, you can't beat motorcycles. They're small and dangerous. I got into a car, and that's all you can see. <laughs> that's got, it. And then there's more There's more down there. Whoa. So I guess we don't really see the end of that. It could have gotten fucked up. There is actually I... a whole bunch more. Go to, uh, pull it up if you're listening. Pull it up on the Dunderpedia, and there's a, there's yeah. a lot you can read there. Oh, God. Does it get bad? Uh, no, it doesn't look good. I got into a car accident yesterday, and I just took off. It didn't look too bad. The guy was making a big deal out of it, but come on. <laughs> dogs don't live forever. <laughs> 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 That's definitely yep, creepy. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> oh it's, my it's, God. it's just it's just unsettling in a creed way. It's not hotel hell bad. No, not oh hotel speaking hell. Speaking of speaking of my all time favorite, one of my all time favorite uh that dialogue scene, between dialogue. Jim. Oh god. Yeah. Hotel hell. And uh, and just what was he squeezing? It's one of those exercise knuckle like a stress ball stress or ball yeah. type of thing. And he's just so he's in heaven at that moment. Uh, at the at the uh, at the prospect of making eighty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. working with the devil, working with the devil, with a, at a bed and breakfast, which yeah. <laughs> I just thought you had, automatically goes to the bed and breakfast in his fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> you go with things you know, yeah. <laughs> and so does White. He's, he's still gonna have a bed and breakfast. Let, let me get this straight. Surprised it's not still a farm. Yeah, is it a farm now? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do they serve beets in hell? Probably. <laughs> oh, now, no, and he's not even in charge. In he's still a subordinate <laughs> in his in his fantasy. He has to check with the manager. <laughs> it's like his second for a late life. checkout. <laughs> <laughs> I thought checkout time. I thought whatever. I don't know, but I, I know. And Jim's just wait. Like I haven't told you how much I make yet. <laughs> Go eighty thousand dollars. Jim, 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 Jim. Oh, we haven't talked about how Michael calls Jan Janet. Oh, Janet. <laughs> yes. Oh, Hello. I noticed Hello, that. Hello, Janet. Hello. No, I mean, she shows up and he goes like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Just Are stops. you here? <laughs> Are you here? <laughs> Seriously, though, guys, would if you were in the same position as Michael, what would you choose, company or Jan? 
company. Is it before or after I saw the Brett the Please food job? God. <laughs> after. Okay. Please God, company. Company. Yeah. Yeah. You company. have to. Be- Please God, intervene. See, <laughs> see, you need your table. Lord, with- give me strength. <laughs> you need Lord, your table. Lord, bear me strength. <laughs> Lord, bear Hilton strength. <laughs> you need lady table. You need the lady table. Yeah. The oh, lady advisors, yeah, the Pam the and the. Defcon twenty. Yeah. yeah. The lady- <laughs> yeah Defcon- <laughs> it goes from ten to twenty. Like, yeah, he's running that whole operation. Like he gets her down. Gets them in the other room, mm-hmm. leaves at mid conversation, <laughs> goes back. Oh yeah, like, see, these are the moments that you can tell Michael's actually not an idiot. Yeah. Not completely. He's coming around. Yeah, in a way, <laughs> sort of. Well, and I'm, I'm, I, I want to go back and just re- read the the episode descriptions again and make sure I'm not missing one. But I don't know that there's really an episode where we see him be so not offensive to anyone else. Like, I'm stuck on it. Like, I don't think there's anything he really does that's offensive to anyone. Um, I mean, his, his, his language about boobs and stuff, obviously, the, is a little... The motorboating, like, not, but not to Hunter, really. Yeah, and, uh, and I mean, when she's holding her boobs, she's grinning. <laughs> she <laughs> loves it. She's <laughs> dying for the attention. It made me go back to the episode one in my head. Like, yeah. like wow, you guys have come so far <laughs> since that first scene. Oh, where, I know, yeah. Where she's all prim and proper in the office, and now... He's holding your breasts in the same <laughs> office, and you are just smiling. And it's such a weird way, the way he's just sort of like, like gently no, he, cupping them. He's a little boy. He yeah. basically, it's like the way, it's like yeah. it's like the movie Big. Remember that part? When like he feels her, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, he's just sort of like uh, amazed. <laughs> it's like he discovered plutonium <laughs> or I something. I love it. So funny. Yeah, and that's why, I think that's how she can get through it too. But the thing with Jan is, is she wins. And she'll win at all costs. And she's not going to be... Re- I think, ultimately, she just doesn't want to be rejected by Michael. Yeah. And if getting a boob job is what she has to do, that's what she's going to do. And maybe a little bit in there she feels For a little guilty. Michael, to, to have your issues about winning, to, to, to have to earn Michael Scott. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Janet. <laughs> you don't mind, do you, Hilton? Mm. I don't know. I think... Um, Oh man! I so was, I think it was good times. In the the Dwight run office, Andy's. Um, oh yeah, we have, we get some we get some making. Uh, Andy actually is kind of funny in this at, at times. Yeah, for me. And I felt like we saw some older Andy with uh, the way that he's, he's being very. He's he's sort of a conniving character, like oh, he's yeah. trying to weasel his way into a position. Which Andrew is Andrew Bernard. Thing. Yeah, Andrew Bernard. Yeah, let's talk about Mr. Saint Andrew Bernard. Bernard. Let's just applaud Dwight for a moment <laughs> for saying. No more Cornell talk. A moratorium. I like that. Moratorium yeah. on Cornell talk. Uh-huh. Don't not interested in it. Don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and but he uh, obviously steers away and still talks about it without saying the name. Yeah. He's pretty quick. He's pretty the, light on his uh, feet and his head, even I- if he is saying spouting some stupid shit. The Ivy League school which I attended. <laughs> which I attended. Yeah. Oh, you make a chair. Oh wait. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh, how do you make a table? table. You make, make a, a chair, t- but don't sit on it. Which, by the way, folks, we have one of those right next to it. Holy shit, we did. May over I didn't here. know that one made a, made a table. It's, it <clears> made <throat> an appearance at this episode. <laughs> I never understood that line. You make a table and don't sit on you it? You don't sit on it. Make a chair. I, I think so he's just saying... You make like a chair, you, you don't sit on it. Since so a chair could, has a flat surface. It could be a table. It's a table. Yeah. I feel real dumb. Well... It's not and really Hilton. You're like, well, we should. Not plot. Andy Bernard, dumb. No. So no. I never. I was never a Him. fan of Andy Bernard. Um, like I, ever, ever. No, I think he's time. creepy. Um, Ed Helms kind of redeemed himself in his, in my mind, through The Hangover. Yeah. But I just was never a fan of Andy. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting to me that he's the one survivor from the other branch. Yeah. True. Right. 
But it, anyway, well, and this... It was an interesting but that's also the sort of a thing... But he was a Daily Show guy. From so. his first days on yeah. The Office, he was someone who was like going to try and win. Like His idea of... Like, he was a, sort of other Dwight. Yeah. Kind of other Dwight. And it's pathetic how far he has fallen from Cornell, considering <laughs> he's so ambitious. And he yeah. went to Ivy League school, and here he is in a... F- paper company punching holes in the wall and doing whatever he was doing in this episode i just can't stand him yeah he does have severe issues which they sort of delve into later but it doesn't exactly make him all the more sympathetic even when you go back and watch it again because he is so annoying at the start he's Um, got one of those lines in the finale about um knowing the good old days while you're still going through them yeah i see so many people post that online and it is a good line it is a good line we should all remember that but yeah. But at the same time, the fact that Andy says it, you're just like, oh, I don't know. You know, you're not you're not really the one that I want to get sentimental about. Right. You know? I think actually I like Ed Helms, the actor, like whenever I've seen him interviewed and stuff, he mm-hmm. seems like actually a genuinely really nice guy. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's cool. great. And I love how his mother actually they talk about after the one where he punches the hole in the wall, yeah. like his mom was even just like. Uh, complete, just disgusted. <laughs> like she like gave him a lot of shit about that. Apparently, like he talked about it. So, I'm <laughs> sure he's cool in person, but that oh, Andy yeah. guy is too much with his acapella. Stop singing. Well, he's the that's tough. For he's got his dude bro thing going, and that that's annoying. Yeah. Really, right now, but he gets better. That's the thing. Like he does get better. He's not my favorite character, but he has better moments. Season six, Andy, when he's pursuing Aaron, I think is really sweet. Yeah, it's I been like a while since then. I watched. Been a while, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, that's the best Andy. In my so opinion. one thing that I love about the show is that typically whenever you see like characters changing, uh, it's a sign that the show's going downhill. But I honestly think with The Office, like being able to move um, Ryan from the annex with Kelly mm. to corporate mm-hmm. and being able to change the characters the way that they do, uh, I think is. I just think the office is really skillful at that. You never get the feeling that the show is dying. It's actually yeah. f- you feel it feels like they're able to successfully evolve the show. Yeah, growth and development that doesn't it it it's it adds new life as opposed to takes away from it. Exactly. I, I will say really it's well. be, it Good feels point. like a real leap to take Ryan into that position, but I think that's part of the fun of it, though. The only way and that they could do it, they 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 he had an MBA. It's a deft move in the scripting, the way so that the, that's the little point that, that Wallace drops. So the know? whole business thing, the business school thing, was actually a thing mm-hmm. and ended up being consequential. Yeah. But I really fear for Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> right. Do you all remember the episode when um, they allude to something bad happening in Costa Rica or somewhere, and then uh, Ryan comes back with a fedora, and you realize like he was a part of it? Do no. you all remember that? I don't remember that. Maybe I'm okay. Maybe okay. I I misinterpreted no. it. Uh, I was just gonna talk about Ryan's connivingness, but oh, since you all don't remember that. that, I could have just made it up. But I mean, oh, no, you, no, no, you maybe plenty of moments of that though. Well, and now once he come back in with the fedora, are we talking like after he gets fired, like season five, Ryan, or is it while he's in corporate? I'm just gonna withdraw this whole oh, line man. of because I don't know this enough whole now of that yeah questioning counselor in I like was relying, 15 yeah. episodes. <laughs> there's gonna be a shout out in like 15 episodes. We're gonna be like, and Ryan wore the fedora. Oh my god, she was right. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask BJ Novak to come to this podcast Twitter. personally. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I had Twitter, God, I don't even have Twitter, and that's free. Twitter. That's no, why we this tweet. Is, this you, is your calling now. You tweet him no, right now. Not gonna. Why? <laughs> no, because he doesn't want to hear from me. He wants to hear from me. Who doesn't want to hear from Muddy May? True. <laughs> My own parents. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. May. May. Did you guys ever read B.J. Novak's book, One More Thing? No. I didn't. Did you? Um, yeah, and I think that he actually, apparently his dad, 
was a ghost writer, but he wrote um, one more thing, and I think the lo- a lot of the stories were quite delightful. He overuses adverbs. That's one criticism if Mr. B- Novak is among your listeners. Yeah, uh, every episode. BJ, you hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say maybe calm it down on the adverbs, BJ. Yeah. Okay. Ease up a bit there, uh, Brian. But he had this delightful Somewhere. short story about a boy who in s- a serial factory. It's mm. it's. Yeah. I recommend the book. Okay. Yes, he's he's had ses- uh, several successful books, as far as I know. And really? he's the reason that mm-hmm. the British office became our office with our Pam and Jim, right? Uh, he's th- one of them. Was he? Well, I mean, I think Greg Daniels. Greg Daniels. Well, obviously the yeah. original creators. Uh, yeah, I guess that's where the genesis oh. came from. Oh, I called him Brian Benjamin. Benjamin, Benja- yes. Benjamin. I was about Joseph. to say, are you talking to me? Because I don't think no, that's no, no, I was. I, just, <laughs> I, I thought BJ Brian Joseph. I thought, but no, no, Bri- no. Benjamin Joseph. And you know, ben one, of, one of the things with nice BJ, BJ's it's character Brian going to corporate is then we get the introduction of Daryl. So we get to keep Kelly Kapoor mm-hmm. and uh, a storyline that's truthful to her. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the the the. Daryl Kelly. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, I love that. Yeah, we were talking. That's we had, we had an things. idea because uh, rest in peace, Patrice O'Neill yeah. uh, didn't quite make it. And uh, if he had, st- he they played because he had more of a role earlier in the show. And if he had stayed on, I think like him and Kelly might have hooked up instead of her and Daryl. But I don't know if that's true. But I thought it was funny. Yeah, there's uh definitely I would have I would have dug a, a, a Patrice O'Neill Kelly relationship, but mm. I, I like what they do with Daryl with Craig Robinson. Oh yeah, uh, Craig Robinson, who I have tweeted with, and he tweeted back. Uh, oh. Well, I think the only celebrity to ever say anything, and I think awesome. I said something like, "You were awesome in the office," and I believe he said back, and I quote, "Right on," <laughs> which is nice. That's nice. You know, that it's, is it's, nice. It's like a head nod. I felt that like that was awesome. like a head nod from a famous person. That is know. excellent. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, you've had you sh- you've actually had interactions with An interaction. Somebody. Yeah, I mean, we saw Creed live. We but did. We did. You actually had a one-on-one. That's awesome. At a See, private moment. The private thing about the show is, like, all the characters, you could like they seem like there's. I think part of their appeal is that in real life, mm-hmm. you could like if I ran it up to Jim, I don't know how to pronounce his name. On Halpert. No, 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 Krasinski, oh. the oh, actor John that John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. If I ran up to him on John the street, yeah, I just feel like he'd be a nice dude. He, yeah. you know, they're just yeah. all likable. I think. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. That was a weird thing to say. They do seem very nice. You know who seems no, like a real asshole? Uh, that um, I couldn't think of one fast enough. None of them. None of, none of <laughs> I don't them. know, BJ Novak. You know that Mindy Kaling. What a <laughs> jerk. Oh yeah. What a her. jerk face. That She's one. the type of girl who would know. date your ex-boyfriend. Yep. Yeah, she would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she wouldn't even be apologetic. No, there might be some smudgeness going on. Some yeah, she's a smudge one. Yeah, <laughs> she'd be like a Pam Beasley in real life. No, not really. Mindy, I think she's cool. Mindy, you're a treasure. We're totally kidding. You're a treasure. We yeah, know you, we know you come have margaritas watch. with me. Yeah, congrats on the new show. She got a new show coming out she, on Netflix. That's oh, what I heard. Oh, hey, about you guys, her. this is important. Yeah. Yeah. Mindy Kaling wrote some of the funniest episodes of The Office, and this oh, yeah. is why I love Mindy Kaling. Because she's cute, mm-hmm. she is girly, mm-hmm. she like, she is brilliant how she plays her character. Yeah, um, yeah and she then, evolved it awesomely. Oh yeah, but then also like if you just look at the episodes that she's written, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just brilliant, and just hilarious. And mm-hmm. I just anytime that there's like a really cool girl who is so successful at comedy, man, I just feel like we should applaud that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So even if she weren't cool, just the fact that she can be, she's just, I guess my whole point is she's proving the stereotype wrong that women can't. 
people say women can't be, be funny. funny. And oh, she's yeah. she's laughing hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, we oh, just need to talk. I just wanted to highlight Mindy Kaling and how brilliant she is. Oh, a- and it's absolutely. Well agree a hundred a hundred percent. And the reason I've been quiet is I've been pulling up her list of episodes that she wrote on The Office. Uh, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. but even beyond that, with the Mindy Kaling project, uh, the the Mindy project, Mindy project, and then now, now this new show. She is not only a woman, but a woman of color who has literally just fought to earn her place uh, among, you know, prominent TV writers. And, oh, and, and she, good for her. Yeah, and she can hold her place because she is absolutely she absolutely. is skilled yeah. in her comedy writing. Yeah, yeah certainly. And, and I, I say fought because I, that is something that so many uh, so many women, so many people of color do have to deal with. You know, it is it is even as much as we feel like we're a very woke uh, group nowadays, like. Uh, it's a white male dominated society. It's a white male dominated podcast, for God's sakes. You know, come on. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's guilty. It's real. Yeah. Hey, 67% of this podcast is male. I do not like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's. Uh, that, 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 we, that, hey, you know. you're going to be replaced next week with Mindy Kaling as a uh, co host. Well, you know, I can, I can handle Mindy. I can handle that. Yeah. I will. I will. Um, Actually, it's, it's going to be you and Mindy. I'm, I'm going to. I'm surprised. <laughs> it's actually going to be me but and Mindy. I'm taking oh, over your uh, podcast. Yeah. I'm pirating this podcast. <laughs> this took a turn. Oh. Yeah, just Mindy and I are just going to show up one Sunday and be like, get the, get we'll out of like, here, you guys. You know what? You got Mindy Kaling. Who are we to say you can't yeah, take no, this over? Yeah. yeah, you guys record uh, Sundays at 10. Uh, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll leave the door unlocked. I'll get everything set up for you. Yeah, we need to let Landry yeah. and... So, so just to, yeah, just to <laughs> make it clear, these are the ones that Mindy Kaling uh, wrote yeah. uh, in season one, Hot Girl, uh, which was episode six. That's, that's a fantastic right. one. That's a fantastic episode. Uh, first episode of season two, The Dundies, which is a classic. It's amazing classic. The Injury, so the George Foreman grill. Love it. Season two. Uh, Take Your Daughter to Work Day. That's an uh, awesome episode. That is, of course, Stanley. Uh, <laughs> keep your hand. What is it? <laughs> Stay away I, from that yeah. child. <laughs> <laughs> that girl is a child. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Diwali. She wrote Ben Franklin. Uh, she wrote Ben Franklin. Yeah, wow. that's a good one. That one coming up. We got Branch Wars next episode, uh, next season. Yeah. That's the one where we we see Karen again for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. Night Out, which is where we go to New York and party with Ryan. Yeah, she kept writing throughout the whole. Oh yeah, series, this goes right? on and on. Frame Toby, Lecture Circuits Part One and Two, Golden Ticket, which is one of my favorites. Oh. Niagara, Niagara, the the wedding wow, the episode. Wedding. She gets to write the wedding episode. Yeah. She's the perfect writer for that episode. Isn't that great? Secret Santa, manager and salesman, where Jim gets his own office. Uh, oh no, no, this was that was later. That was when that uh, was later. Yeah, yeah, it was later. Yeah, yeah later. Uh, Secretary's Day, the Sting, the Sting. That's the one with um, oh, is that the Danny Timothy Oliphant? Oh yes. Yes, good one. from the other paper company. Classy Christmas, Michael's Last Dundies, Christmas Wishes, oh. and then Test the Store was her last one, which uh, is not my favorite era of The Office, but that what is a season is that? episode. That's season eight. That's the pyramid. So she didn't write any in season nine. Nope. Well, she was, yeah, she was off the show by season nine. Her and, uh, I think her and Ryan were both off, weren't they? I mean, no, they were, they, they they, were still... They, they were still producers? In, yeah, they, okay. were, they were still in the show, I thought. They left in season nine. No, 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 after... No, they're still involved with they're the show. They're still involved with the show. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And they're in the fi- and they're in the finale at least. They are, yeah, they're yeah. back for that. Um But yeah, that's the season one is they both leave in the like, first episode. Or in season nine. They're the first season episode one. Uh, yeah, and that Ben Franklin episode, I feel like that was so underrated. I, there was there that's was some really incredibly hilarious things in there. And Mindy Kaling, she accomplished all this like at such a young age. So yeah. she's a badass. Oh, she yeah. very much is. She uh, is. She wow. deserves a shoot book. Yeah. <laughs> she's a she deserves, you know what, a shrew buck and a whole bag of Stanley Nichols. <laughs> the least we could do. What, oh my God. what I really want to know is, <laughs> what is the ratio between 
leprechauns and unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> he says that with such. There's a little just, bit of like stink on it. Like, boy, deadpan. He, I love it. he doesn't the, miss a beat. What's the quote of that again? Oh, what's he goes. What is the uh, yeah. what is the ratio of uh, oh, of, oh, of, of, of street bucks to Stanley Nichols? It's the same as uh same. It's the same same ratio as to leprechauns and unicorns. unicorns. I bet someone out there has mathematically calculated the, they, the ratio. There could there, was there an essay? Did someone do a what is it called? Um, your your thesis? <laughs> they do a college thesis on that. I actually have a tattoo. The viewers can't see it, but you guys can. Oh. Of a leprechaun, <laughs> a leprechaun and a unicorn ratio. <laughs> I have it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> Excellent. And now only we really know. Yeah, and the three of us and the guy who tattooed it. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, he's probably still in jail. <laughs> it was a prison tattoo. <laughs> oh, just so you know. Shit, someone on Reddit figured it out. The ratio of unicorns to leprechauns is zero to zero. <laughs> Boom! Right? That's that's Yeah, sad. come on, Boom. man. No sh- you deducted it, You're deducted 50 shroop bucks. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Make it 100. <laughs> you don't know you what, want shroop bucks? <laughs> Dwight's like, sadness when he goes, don't you want shroop bucks? <laughs> He's so <laughs> hurt by that. And you can see Angela in the corner, too, looking over like, what? Don't you want that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I love Angela that she's forever supportive, but also I like the evolution of Dwight because before his currency was mm. shunning, unshunning. Yeah. Now he's yes. like, okay, nobody gives, nobody cares about that. Yeah, the shunning Shroot bucks. So he's actually actively becoming a participant in a market. Yeah. Yes. So he's he's evolving from farmer to integrating into real life. He's it's, it's wow. much like the industrial revolution <laughs> happening to <laughs> Dwight. <laughs> The story of Dwight Schrute, <laughs> the Industrial Revolution. He just survived the plague and then burning people at the stake for science. Now he's had Industrial Revolution. Well, and you know he's got an eye towards history because clearly him and uh, Angela have talked about how they consolidate <laughs> power in Rome before. Oh, man, I bet that they have this Dunder Mifflin map and models that they have made to oh, scale. Yeah. And they're just like um, Napoleon, like using one of those push brooms to like move their armies across the Dunder Mifflin space. They're like conquerors. Of course they are. The way they that play Risk, and that's it. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, no, that. actually, Angela wouldn't because she's a Christian. That's true. Yeah, that's but that one. is that totally. It, it would be like the way you would like map out a D and D campaign. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I have sex. <laughs> Huh. That <laughs> moment between Angela and, and Dwight is another great example of those sort of quiet moments that are just so funny. Yeah. Uh, like when we've got, um, when everyone's off at the interview and in the break room, you've got Stanley and Phyllis and a couple of others just yeah. sitting talking about, like, what if he gets it? What if he doesn't? Yeah. And some, someone says he's not qualified right. for it. And then I love yeah. that line. Yeah, he wasn't qualified enough for the job he has now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, Phyllis is a great line you know, with that. I, I will say, though, uh, going back to Dwight really quick, yeah. is I love it that, you know, as, as much as Pam calls uh, Angela and Dwight mm. prone to unpleasantness. unpleasantness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And while that's true, I really love that for all of their faults and annoyingness, Angela will always have Dwight's back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, not maybe not after he mercy killed the cat. But while they were together, yeah, that was a rough patch. That was that was uh, that was a deal breaker. Yeah, I think yeah. at the time when he <laughs> almost when he put the live cat in the freezer. <laughs> no, Dwight, uh, she, Dwight Mercy killed Angela's cat. It's very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but like Angela will like Dwight always has someone who will respect him, and Angela always has someone who will take care of her. And so they these two they fit. Yeah, they fit. And oh it's, yeah, in and a way they f- and they're freaks. 
Yeah, yeah. they're both freaks, but they also fit, and it's amazing. It's it's both great. baffling and endearing. And they're freaky. Okay, bed. how it, do you know that? Because you because they they have that little naughty glint in their eye whenever they're talking about something sexual or like, but not but because they, they're so repressed, they won't even look at each other at work. Yeah, that they have to go the complete opposite way in the sack. I bet you're right, but oh. maybe for them, what's extreme would be nothing for us. Like maybe <laughs> no, hand- uh, what nudge or what is it? Um, when you nudge up to somebody when they call that like nuzzle. Ne- oh yeah, necking. Necking. Just okay. necking. <laughs> yeah. He she does that with Andy later on. We just did like some necking or something. You're right, and Andy was talking about how weird it was, and then Angela called Pam. What did she say? The office mattress. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's wearing all these provocative outfits. <laughs> but we know that Angela yeah. and Dwight are getting freaky, so Yeah, we know it. This but, is true. Like yeah. yeah, there's been there's been several mm, things you can tell. Like I oh, bet yeah, they're yeah. straight up nasty. I mean, I'm talking <laughs> about, about two girls in a cup level nasty. Whoa. Wow. You know, they just are just <laughs> dirty people, is what I mean. Dwight think, Yeah, well, he's a farm guy. Exactly. He knows he, about animals. His yeah. brother throws Running. manure yeah. at him on a daily. For fun. That is yeah. true. He's seen he's seen animals do every all the all the uh, different positions and everything. Mm-hmm. And and Inner, inner species. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying they're Getting nasty. Getting it on. Oh my god. Oh, I do have a uh, trivia if we want to do a little bit of that. Uh, whenever, whenever. Yeah, but I, I know we got you, some. I we got a like lot more. So st- we still got okay. some more stuff. We haven't here. talked about how Michael's favorite actor is Meryl Streep, and yes. Yes. that yeah. keeps coming up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like even for his like a- a- actor daddy analogy. Actor da- yeah, even, with Jim and Karen. But nope, daddy mm-hmm. is Meryl Streep. <laughs> Daddy's the best actor of all time. <laughs> Love that. Okay, is Scram. <laughs> Scranton a real place. Scranton yes. is a real oh, place. Yeah. Indeed, it is. Okay. It's the Electric City. The Steam Town. The Scranton uh, shop. What is it? The Scranton shop. Oh, the Steam Town Mall. Yeah. Wait, but that is what, what did we learn? No, I know Scranton's a real place. Is Stamford a real place? Oh, yes. Stamford is, Stamford yeah. is very real. Yeah. Okay, because I thought it was Stanford <laughs> that they were saying. No, Stamford. Yeah. See, it wasn't the, until yeah. your subtitles. If your subtitles hadn't been playing, I wouldn't have known. Mm. I feel like I'm moving the mic around a lot, and I'm moving around the mic a lot. You are. All of our listeners, left and right channels, are getting mailed. The I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak. <laughs> but not Creed, because we know you can handle it. Yeah, fuck Creed. <laughs> I love how Dwight makes them learn about the origins of paper. Yeah, he Yes, the origins. Which Talk is wise in a way. The best thing for encouraging above-ground leafy <laughs> growth. How uh, he can fit those syllables in that uh, little talk is something only really Rain Wilson can kind of do. Yeah. And have that little look on his face, like... So what do you think? Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Do you think nitrogen, right? Yeah, yeah. probably phosphorus. Right. <laughs> Wrong. I, it's nitrogen. <laughs> I, I just think it's interesting that Dwight's first move, yeah. his first like choice in a position of power was intimidation <laughs> and dominance. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Just very beastly. After, and couple that with him chewing big league chew gum <laughs> yeah. into... The best, the world's best office boss cup, which he then has Andy cleaning out. Yes, that's later on, that's definitely dominance. But oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's how he establishes. But but it, he doesn't have the dominance, so hence the black walls. Yeah, those black walls really creep me out. Did they? Creep so it would have worked. It <laughs> when I was, when I was a teenager, my friends painted their bedroom black, so that's it totally the... reminds me of that. But they were just they were you know. Pot smoking, depressed, doors listening kids. You know, what I mean, that's <laughs> right. That's what you do when you're 16, I guess. I'm gonna paint my walls black. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. It wasn't my house, but they did it. How many Dwight Schrute bobbleheads is too many? 
two. Because your second bobblehead should be an Angela. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I, I was going to say one. sweet. It is. Okay, that is sweet. I think it's sweet. I didn't mean to. So, so that they can be freaky there. I was actually, that was my first thought. And that then I felt like a pervert for thinking about that back. with bobbleheads. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> bobblehead. That's unnatural for bobbleheads to do. Hey, where are those heads bobbling you got? Uh, bobbleheads need love too. Man. Come on. So, Brian, you got some trivia for us? I do have some trivia if we want to. I know we've. Somewhere in here, I find. Where is it? Nope. There's a lot. This episode, besides a, being giant, yeah. every scene was packed. I every, mean, there's so yeah. many things. The second big, or uh, the second time they'd done this, the first time was the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. It was the full. It was the last. This is the second time they'd done. Yeah, the second minutes. time they'd done that because there's just so much to talk about. I've got so many of the notes from the Pam talking heads, like the way she says, "I literally cannot wait to see what Dwight does next." And. <laughs> How she wishes yeah. Jim was there. They, yeah. They're planting seeds the whole time about she's loving this new life, but mm. she does miss Jim. I mean, it's just this, they set her up so well. She's very positive throughout mm-hmm. the whole time because she, walking through those coals just opened up. It was like she, it just opened up a whole new frame of thought for her. So trivia. Yeah, absolutely. Trivia. Oh, by the way, uh, this is not a trivia. This is a trivia fact before I ask questions. Um, actually, no, I'll just ask this question. So David Wallace hates um, the HR guy too. Him and so, something him and Michael Scott both have in common. What is the name of David Wallace's HR guy? Did you hear it? I, I wrote it down. I just don't <laughs> want to have to turn to the page. Is it Kendall? Yes. Nice. Wow. That's one of my favorite yeah. scenes because it's such a subtle thing that that David also hates the HR guy. Like yeah. it's such a weird like connection between yeah. them. Because we're focusing in on Jim because he's mm-hmm. looking down and yeah. you see the thing, and then it's just in the background is David Wallace talking about the HR guy that he hates. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of stuck in like funny stuff slash serious stuff. It's weird. Yeah, that um, was an observation. That's yeah. a fun one. That was a fun one. That was impressive. A, thank you. Uh, number two, okay, really number one for real. Um, oh, where did Jim's what? Kendall. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Jim suggest to go when the first when they first got to New York? The UN. Yes. Ding 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 ding. Because he goes to the New York every time he's on his sixth grade, sixth class, grade trip. Uh, class trip. Yeah. Man, you're good at this, Hilton. Karen's very she's 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 confident that adult Jim's gonna like New York City too. <laughs> <laughs> she had some good one liners. Oh, we didn't get to talk about them in New York really. Yeah. They, oh, that yeah. that okay. Okay, when I first saw this, when it first came out, when I, I don't know, 10 years ago, and I saw those two in New York together, oh, it just pissed me off. Really? I was like, how could you do this to Pam? Yeah. How can you hold her hand? You know that you're in love with Pam. You're just leading this girl on. What are you guys, are you guys going to go do it? Because I didn't know much about sex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he's, I just that just infuriated me. And then I just had a lot of complicated feelings about this episode when mm-hmm. it first came out. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that scene where she's like, uh, will you move out here if I get it? And she goes into like, you know, there's mm-hmm. just too many people in Scranton. And he blows it off, Kevin. That's so cute or whatever. Yeah, he, she's talk, She's kind of be, trying to be direct, but sort of talking around it at the same time. Yeah. It's just kind of interesting. And he he's saying nothing, really. Yeah. He's just, he's stalling right now. You know what? What? Karen needs... A lady table. She needs a little ladies of the round table oh, to yeah. be like, yeah. Karen, look, we know he's cute. He's lovable, funny. Yeah. We get it. 
He's not into you, girl. Yeah. You move down here before you never move without a commitment. You yeah. gotta at least be engaged mm -hmm. minimum. If even if you hate yourself, that's still the bare minimum. Yeah, be before you move. Yeah, you know Jim's yeah. not gonna move for you, mm -hmm. lady. And she yeah. knows she would have got a job. She I'm sure her a character like her, she could have got a job in Stanford too. Like she oh, didn't absolutely. she didn't have to go to Scranton and stay with this company. Yeah. Like she went for, you know, he was the number a number one thing. And you're right, you don't do that without a commitment. Yeah. It was it was a little bit foolish. You always choose the job, but yeah. then again, I can't judge. I mean, no, but that, I mean, a lot of people make that mistake, though. You know, mm -hmm. or maybe sometimes it's not a mistake. Sometimes it works out, but more often than not, probably doesn't. Yeah, that's but a lot of people need... do that. It's a very human thing. Yeah, that's yeah. why we all need just a lady, a table of we lady advisors. We all need and our DefCon table. And I yeah. do want to say, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> DefCon really lady table. <laughs> Yeah, DEFCON 20. You guys. And I, I want to say I'm going to miss Rashida Jones. Uh, oh, I, man. I, yeah. enjoy, I enjoyed her really in this, in this, in this uh, series. I, I think she was the best part of Parks and Rec. Her and Leslie. Yeah. And see, I never got to yeah. watch that either. I just really seen her in the office mostly. There's a lot I love about that show, but I can't, I can't choose her. But I do. Ann Perkins is a great character, uh, and she does a hell of a job with it. But yeah, this, this mm -hmm. one season with, with Karen, yeah. I. I will definitely will always wonder what could we could have had with her if she would have stayed. We, we would have seen her against I, other characters. No, she needed to go. Right. It's uncomfortable. Right. It was like she yeah. was. It was like it was Roy or Jim, mm -hmm. and it was Karen or Pam. Yeah, and he. I think uh, David Denman talks about that, even though like he knew it was kind of because we were asking like, did you know that Jim and Pam were together? I think that he knew, and his time was probably going to be limited. I think he talks a little bit about that in an interview I saw. Yeah. Okay, this is what I want to know, you guys. So when I f when this first came out, I was uh, young. It came out like ten years ago, so we were all ten years younger, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. about fifteen so years ago. 15, yeah. yeah, right. So I could really relate to the Jim and Pam stuff when I was younger. I found it very endearing and compelling. Yeah. But then fast forward now that I'm ten years older, and I and I'm watching the series, and I don't know whether it's because I've seen how this all plays out before, or if I'm older now. Mm. But with the Jim and Pam thing, I just want to be like, just say what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, it almost sure. it shouldn't have gotten I feel like 3 seasons. I mean, do you think they were stretching it out or do you think it realistically could have taken this amount of time for them to be honest with each other? I think it took as long as it feasibly could have. Yeah, it did. I think he the only you know, all I'll say is where kind of Jim sort of pulled away so strongly after season 2 cuz okay. when he went to Stanford, he didn't want to, as he says in this episode, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And he had to he had to basically destroy all of his love for Pam so he could go on. Well, not destroy it, but just get past it yeah. and leave it alone. And to revisit that was just too painful. And then he had Karen. Karen just was sort of there. And it was sort of um, kind of convenient, I guess. I don't know if that's the best way to say it. But um, he left it behind. They were together. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> and for Angelina is with Angelina and all, you know, when he says that later on. And um, she was, and Roy was still around too, so he just couldn't come back to it. Didn't he? Didn't want to basically get hurt again. Yeah. So Pam basically had to take the slings and arrows of this season and go through kind of what he went through before. So I think he could have come back a little further, like sooner. Like they could have hooked up sooner. But I'm glad that they made it work out to the end of this episode, this season. Yeah. I'd say it, it, and it it was about as logical and organic as it could have been. The idea of having him transfer to another branch, they set it up with the Jan stuff ahead of time so that when he went, it wasn't just completely a new idea. Mm -hmm. It's They will take much bigger leaps in later seasons than they have here. 
So I'm I've been on board with this, and I, I really do think stretching it to a fourth season would have been tough. It was break. It was at a breaking point. I will say. Yeah. That yeah. was going to be like really like, like they couldn't have done it again. Where how many more other people can they get in the way? You know? Yeah. Like we they were waiting for that payoff, and they made it pay off at the end of this episode. I mean it yeah. it was it felt right. Yeah. Definitely. So you don't think they stretched it out too far? I mean, I think a lot of people I were don't. probably getting sick of it by this point. I'm yeah. sure there was, I'm sure there was that contingent. But um, when I was watching, I didn't watch it through the when it was originally aired, yeah. so I was just I was just been watching it, and I was like, okay, and it felt natural enough to me where I wasn't just sitting there waiting like one of these two going to get together. God, yeah. I didn't really think of it that way. I was just like, okay, it's going to happen, and then ooh, surprise, it did happen. Tears. Well, and I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, 50, 50 episodes in is a pretty good spot if you can make it last fifty episodes, and I, I'd yeah. say they did. I mean, and th- that's thanks, of course, in huge part to the fact that Steve Carell's there, that that Rain mm-hmm. Wilson's there. They take so much time. Mm-hmm. The great ensemble cast. You've got episodes like this that have such potent Jim and Pam moments, mm-hmm. and we spent a good portion of this um, episode talking about Meredith, about Creed, <laughs> about Phyllis. You know, yeah. all these other characters. We've talked about how Toby isn't here. You know. Oh. <laughs> So yeah. the cast is felt, and I think that's one reason why they were able to get us this far. But uh, yeah, I think farther would have been real tough, and I definitely understand why. Even by this point, some people are going to be fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least they were able to throw in now a Jan Michael thing. Yeah, right even now we're building No, it's that. not just Dwight and uh, Angela anymore. Now mm-hmm. it's Jan and Michael is a thing for a little while, at yeah. least. And um, oh god. And that is yeah, <laughs> we're about to get a lot party. of that. Has yeah. the dinner party happened yet, or is that? Oh, oh no, 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 no. The Jan <laughs> se- episodes are season four. The real crazy Jan. Oh man, I love those episodes. Yeah, I love dinner party. Good point. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Between the, that and money oh. and uh, the stuff with the uh, improv troupe, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's good stuff coming up. <laughs> do you have more trivia? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what I only got? asked two. I got some more. Uh, oh, how would uh, so how would Michael Scott uh, moon while driving? Cruise control. Yes. Which Michael Scott and I have that in common. I used to be an avid mooner when yeah. I was a, when I was in high school. Really? And did you use cruise control to make that happen? I don't know if the statute of limitations has run on that. Okay, <laughs> could have been anything. Could have yeah. been anything. So we have no idea. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one. What? Oh, oh, what is checkout time at Hotel Hell? Never. Yes. Ah, nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll have to ask my manager. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh oh, what what is the capital of Maine? Augusta. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Augusta. <laughs> Duh. What does he say? <laughs> the capital of Maine is Montpelier. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, no, the is Montpelier, Vermont, Vermont, which is near where I went to school in Cornell at Cornell. <laughs> and no, is near Ithaca, New York, where I went to school at Cornell. <laughs> the Ivy League school I attended. Yes. Last one. Um. Okay. Yeah, I stole this. Uh, who said it? I stole this off Zach's show. Um, okay, it's like looking into space without with no without the stars. Andy, no. Oh, uh, say wait. What's the quote again? It's like looking into space with without the stars. Jim. Nope. It's Dwight. Yeah, it's Dwight. Ah. <laughs> it's when they're painting the office. Him and Andy. Ew. <laughs> That's why, because you didn't want to see any of that. Exactly. I'm not going back to the black office. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I blocked it out. Oh man! Yeah. Anything else you guys want to mention that oh, we haven't covered man. so far? Let's God. look at the notes. I just, I mean, such a good episode. Did we talk about the repri or? Um, oh, one thing we were talking off camera was that so when they when they flash back back to the beach last yeah. episode and they show Jim and Pam talking, um, there was a thought that that should be the cold open in this episode, 
and I'm so glad, I want to say right now to whoever's ever listening out there, if, if you ever listen to this, BJ. thank you, God, for putting that later in the episode. Yeah, that was the right way to do it. And they, they, yeah. they mentioned the beach, so we know it happened. And yes. then we get the cur- curtain peeled back to really set up what that conversation is. Mm-hmm. But it also, I think it, um, it, add, it definitely added gravitas, added uh, more emotion uh, at that point. And the way they crisscross all the ba- all the, the the lookbacks and just the different scenes, like the editing in the show is immaculate. It's yeah. incredible. Well, that and whole scene too is so great, and we touched on it where David says, "Do you have the questionnaire?" And he pulls out the stuff, and that's when he's got yeah. the note from Pam right, with, with the the with gold the medal cup. from Olympics. Uh, and then da- Dan uh, David asks him the question about like, "Where do you see yourself?" And that's when he glances back down at the note, and yeah. he and I think it's meant to say he's remembering the beach. Oh, yeah. So he's remembering the conversation. He's re- so we're seeing the two of them, but you got to think he's looking at Pam. He's right. looking at the girl he that, loves, and she's saying, "Well, I wish you would." would. And that's the moment that he's thinking of when David's asking, "Well, where do you see yourself? Where yeah. does he see himself? He sees himself with the girl." Yeah, and that's it's just such a clinch. And that girl. And then you go into driving back alone, and she's in the talking head, and then she cries, uh, and I cry, uh, and it's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun moment of television. No, and and she's not gay. No, by no. The way. Oh, that uh, find my Karen, my. <laughs> Her, if you just listen to the way she says, uh, "My my own Karen, a man." You know, uh, <laughs> a man version. <laughs> you know what? I, yeah. During that episode, because we were taking notes when we watched it, during during the, when sh- when Pam said, "Oh, maybe I'll find my own Karen." This is mm-hmm. what I wrote down: Maybe one day I'll find my own Karen, a placeholder for my one true love. Byo pantsuits. <laughs> <laughs> that was my only thought about that. I like it. Byo pantsuits. B-Y-O. I don't think that would be a punchline today. Pantsuits. If, no, if she were like, I'm not gay. Like, that was funny 10 years ago, but now it doesn't seem like we could even I, use that I as kinda, a question. I've sort of thought about question. that, too, but the, it, it's in the way that she's talking. Like, she keeps accidentally sort of halfway implying that she is, just yeah. from the words alone. And then she realizes it, she's like, it, it, but it's sticking in her mind, and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm not gay. She just levels with you, I'm not gay. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like it needs right. to be, and it's not yeah. like she's a, a shame or like you know saying that it's bad. She's just saying, and she's not. And for a Pam that's very like secure most of this episode, it is a nice harken back to the sort of like confused, like a little yeah. bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. She has her little sort of, I don't want to say ditzy, but kind of yeah, dorky, mo- dorky moment, a dorky moment, yeah, dorky moment. That's who, that's who, her. Who wouldn't call a dork like that back? You know, <laughs> yeah, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, God, come on, Danny. <laughs> Danny Cordray, the guy from Go. You may be. That's what you always be beating me. Go was on. Last I was listening. Night yeah, on actually, Fox Twenty Three. I was just listening to a OLA episode the other day, and you were all talking about how the first times that you saw <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, and I can't remember what you were talking about that triggered that. But I was sitting there like, Go, probably somebody uh, say Go, and like <laughs> maybe Santa Clarita Diet or Deadwood or something. I don't he's, remember he's all those. He was in a couple of or The Office. It's Danny Cordray, hottest <laughs> in the office. Hey, uh, what else you got, guys? Anything else uh, you want to cover? I know I've missed stuff, but it's I just like Pam's salute when she's when, <laughs> yeah. she, mm-hmm. when, when, when Dwight is on the edge of tears when he thanks her. Yes, yeah. How, as he as he as he as she served as secret assistant to the regional manager. Oh yeah. Okay, I do have one more thing. Yeah. yeah. What exactly? And this is coming from a person who overthinks a lot. Hmm. What does Jim mean in that flashback part when he says, "I feel like I've never really come back." Like he can't get invested again, he can't be hurt again. He's, th- I think, I was reading about this. I, I, I was kind of reading about this episode, and to me, it's like back to his 
because she was such a big part of his life when he was in Scranton at the start, but he couldn't come back to that. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to say exact. Uh, come back to that sort of uh, realization in his head that that existence that he had before. He couldn't come back because she was. He was. He was just in love with her for four years. Yeah. And he couldn't allow himself to come back to that point of view. Maybe Could, couldn't fall back in love with her. Couldn't fall back. You know, he had to sort sure. of like deny feelings. Yeah. And also somebody else had come into his life. So he couldn't, you know, he didn't, and he didn't want to get hurt again. And she was also with Roy still. So like, he just kind of, he wasn't about to, he couldn't let, he couldn't let it go. So like, come back here. That's my guess. Interesting. She was still with Roy whenever he came back. Yeah. Uh, No, she wasn't. She wasn't. wasn't, But she ended up. Around Diwali, they're starting to talk. That's right. I misspoke there. She wasn't with him. But he was still in the picture. Oh, I remember that. And then uh, he was like, I'm going to kill Jim Halpert. Yeah. Um, And like they had hooked up again, or they had hooked up. They had gotten back together after, oh, uh, Phyllis's wedding. After Phyllis's wedding, they got back together because she saw him dancing and. Yeah, that was like, that was the last straw for her. They played Jewel. And they played Jewel. He he tipped the band to 20 to play Jewel. Yep. Uh, you were meant for me. Yep. Yeah. And it showed maturity that she got back with him. Mm-hmm. But really, it was just a fucking disaster. Yeah. Don't get back with him. Michael, you listening? Don't get back with him. <laughs> <clears throat> Move on, buddy. Oh, Michael's. I love Michael's little justification. Like, Jan is in another place right now. That cut from the boobs to the <laughs> Jan is in. That's so good. <laughs> and it's. It sh- I think it's a sign of maturity to give somebody a second chance. <laughs> That's funny. I love the mental gymnastics he can play or just. Out of this world. <laughs> so it's good. a fun one. Good one to bring back. This Man. was the happiest episode, I think. Yeah, this was it this really was the was. bookend after um, uh, Casino Night. Yeah, it this really is, is the other end of Casino Night. And it's also it, it's really, but, it, but it's not completely conclusive because we only we only know they're going to dinner. Yeah, but what were you gonna say? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, but it's the date. It's at least they're yeah, finally the they're going out to be together. They haven't mm-hmm. been together in any capacity where they're honestly interested in being right. there you know like right they've never made a date for that yeah. no and they pl- but they play it off later because they yeah. don't want the no of course <laughs> even though kevin figures it out <laughs> <laughs> of all people mm. him in the background with like arms full of like yeah. <laughs> i don't the montage mountains that's how i got to learn there was a concert there recently i was like oh they're playing the montage mountains <laughs> that's where jim went biking that one time <laughs> at least he said <laughs> I love this show. I I always wondered, like, where's, before, like, when I first saw the episode, I wondered, where's Karen? She's not in the car. Is he going Mm -hmm. to be with Karen? Yeah. And then when he comes through the door and he's like, hey, let's have dinner. I was like, what about Karen? Like, I still was thinking of Karen. I was perplexed still. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously, and maybe that's part of the fight. Maybe he just left her in New York. (laughs) That's that's what I was saying. Like, did he just just take off? (laughs) He just ghosted her. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Our question. Oh, man. I don't know. Like I, I, so in that instance, I get why she'd be yelling she'd be at him, pissed, yelling yeah. at him in the next episode. That makes complete sense. Just because they broke up, she was hey. just like, "What the fuck, man? I had you You're get a, right. I had you get a haircut. You actually look good, and you just leave me. You look homeless. <laughs> yeah. Two hour drive, USOB. Oh my gosh, that makes complete sense. Because otherwise, why would she be yelling? I, ne- I always wondered, and that makes sense. He left her oh, in New York. See, uh, see, they're not so great, Jim and Pam. Jim's, Jim's, well, not, Jim's well, not such a great guy a little you know? selfish like, <laughs> he's a little smudge smudgeness yeah, a little smudge. there's smudgeness <laughs> they're all human hey he, he he saw that yogurt top and he went it's yeah done. he was done it was like a like the <laughs> I love this girl. Candidate. yeah he was like karen who's karen Hit a karen 
And, and here's the thing is Pam Beasley knew she was playing a game with Karen. That's why she was like, I hope you get the job. Oh, I know. I yeah, love yeah, that line. Yeah, that's oh, the thing. But see, there, that's where Pam is not completely, mm-hmm. completely the nice girl next door. And that's, that's great, though. Because yeah. it, it is one way or another. It's a rivalry. Yeah. As nice as they are to each other, they try to be nice. They and, want the same and, thing. And then she and then she they has and then Karen the has her make copies. Yeah. Oh, oh I know, yeah. yeah. The six oh, yeah. oh yeah. That yeah. was that was actually kind of a bitch move. Yeah, but, that was cattiness, but, totally. Oh yeah. But the thing <laughs> is, is like Pam, people underestimate Pam. She's kind of understated, you know, she dresses down for work intentionally, yeah. and I get why with Kevin that creeper. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Kevin's about as creeper no, as they got. Uh, no, Creed. Creed. Okay, yeah, Creed <laughs> Sorry. is like... No, no, Creed go. wins that one. Creed, no, no one ever felt unsafe, but Creed made them uncomfortable. Nobody ever... He he was just standing there looking at her, but, saying that he could look at but her. But my whole point is, <laughs> yeah. like, Pam, she was conniving. She was clever like a fox. She knew how to play that game. She's uh-huh. like, oh, look at this. Well, you know, Karen <laughs> might have pantsuits, but I have yogurt. I have memories. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so exactly. she completely planned. She's like, oh, absolutely, Karen. I'll do what you're asking me to do, oh. you little cunt. <laughs> I'm going to absolutely make these fucking copies, and guess what I'm going to put in, in gyms? All of our memories. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Excellent. I never put uh, that two and two together. Thank you. That explains it. That yep. They are. They deserve each you other. Get, they you're going to do that? Fine. <laughs> and that's why, when I say I want to be like Jim and Pam, that's what I mean. I want to be like ruthless, yeah. like Pam. Because when okay. she decided she went for it, like to go for it, she went for it. Yeah, she <laughs> and did. she and Karen could just get right out of her way. <laughs> <laughs> she would have pushed Karen's Karen down on the hot coals and like rubbed her face in it to get to Jim. <laughs> and take notes about it later. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they had the whole incident on the beach. She was ready to fight. Like a she warrior. was. Yeah. Well, I I want to give her like somewhat benefit of the doubt that like she was just she had nothing to lose at that point. She's yeah. like, yeah, I'm here. I am. I'm taking notes on beach day. My life sucks. Like I have nothing to lose. Like well, you know, I will walk across the coals. Women's Appreciation, Beach Games, and The Job are really like a three-part episode. Yeah. It's a whole thing because the way that all those storylines cut through each other. Mm. I wonder if if it almost had to be that way because if if they didn't – I don't know that they – it's almost like like the writers knew there was cause and effect. Yeah. And Mm. if – I don't know. I just don't. I don't Sorry. see them unfolding the story any other way. That's I would my be. Point. I, yeah, no. I'd be surprised if any of it was unintentional. They you know? actually, they did have. I should mention at reading about this, they did have multiple endings. Really? To this episode, and the cast actually didn't know which one they were going to use. Oh wow! Okay. So I would like to actually. I don't know if that's in deleted scenes, um, but I'd like to see. Do you think there's one the where Jim comes there. back to the office, gets the final report from Kevin, and makes his decision based on that? <laughs> I like hope if Kevin so. like, Karen is hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Jim drives back to New York. That was the best impression ever. <laughs> Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By the way, side note: my favorite Kevin thing ever, or office thing ever, really, almost, is uh, when Holly thinks Kevin's retarded, oh, <laughs> and yeah. Kevin's yeah. just acting completely normal. Love he just that. thinks he, he thinks she's hitting. On. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's sweet and helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Love the way he describes her. Do um. you drive too? <laughs> yeah. You have your own car. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wait, do you think I'm retarded? <laughs> oh, That's God. a great line. <laughs> they are ruthless. Oh, Brian, Angela, and Dwight. <laughs> Oh, man. What were we talking about that, though? The Kevin? Uh, uh, just, no, like, no yeah, the, the other scenario endings, is the that, that um, 
Jim comes back and, and, and reads Kevin's report about who's hotter and why he should be <laughs> <laughs> goes back to That's Karen's awesome. hotter. <laughs> goes back to Karen. Karen's like, what? Uh, oh, you left and me here for six look hours. What, look what Kevin. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. I So are the alternate endings, were they a way to throw people off? Maybe. Because yeah, that's because what the I Simpsons did with... Yeah, who, who shot, shot Mr. Moore's. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. The other one was uh, Waylon Smithers, wasn't no, it? There was that, yeah. but then they also had like other... They they actually animated other characters, like shoot, like the dog shoots him. Oh, yeah. Barney shoots him. Well, they do that in the 500th episode. Yeah, they yeah. show all the alternate <laughs> takes. <laughs> and they were actually going to disseminate disinformation, like, uh-huh. the, the, like the wrong alternate endings, mm-hmm. but uh, like publications wouldn't do it. So I wonder if that's the same thing with The Office or if they were just having fun with it. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Good idea. I don't know. There's a Homer Simpson in this, uh, in all these episodes just on the walls. There's so. a Homer Simpson I mean, in all of us. In all of us. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody was expecting Karen to get the job. That's the thing. Karen actually should have gotten the job. I think we all can agree on, I don't know. I, I, that's yeah. what I think. By the We're, end of it, she was so unlikable with her yeah. glee. Over like, that would have been a way to get her out of Scranton. Yeah. But still yeah. keep her in the show. But that actually could have, that could have been a plausible through line. But and I think I'll, I'll tell you too. I think part of it is I think Ryan continues to be what they consider like a, a, an interesting through line in this show. The way he comes yeah. on in the beginning, the <laughs> way he is promoted to salesman when Jim leaves, and the idea of moving him to corporate. I I think he's not like a viewpoint character anymore. Yeah. But he's some kind of like it's more of an antagonist at this point. But he's also like an exploration character. Like he's the ca- the person that they're going to put in all the weird positions where they need to just move somebody. Yeah, they'll do it later with the big IT focus. You yeah. know, and and uh, with him coming back and doing like woof and stuff like that. Yeah, and I then they get to go to New York while he's there, and you see him all yeah. fucked up. And that's yeah. a great episode. I love. It's I think a, yeah. that's one that Mindy Kaling directed. Yeah, that was a hilarious yeah. episode. Yeah, oh, that's God, a good one. Awesome. With Troy and his powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you that's... like? Would you like a tanker of mead? <laughs> that's my, my that's my Dwight Schrute at my favorite. Yeah. Dwight Schrute is at my favorite. You know what I mean. Talking to Troy? It's yeah. the best Dwight? <laughs> yeah, Agreed. that's the best Dwight. <laughs> He's kind of wondrous, like, oh. Well, this was a good time. Excellent. I love this season. Yeah, it's I'm been a great it's over. season. It's, uh, we, we, we really have now, wrapping up seasons two and three, gotten through just the absolute best of the show. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of great moments to come, of course. Of course. But we, this is... If you're this only going to watch one season, pick one of these. You yeah. Know? It, this is the time to this do it. This is a high water mark. Yeah. yeah. Gotta say. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. So Thanks glad for to having have you. Me. Thanks for awesome. having me, you guys. It's awesome. Come and back again. You'll come back Thanks. and do it again? I hope so. If We'd you let love me. to have for you back. Sure. Absolutely. Me and Mindy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you and Mindy. Well, it'll be a joint what? episode. Will you yeah. guys have us on yeah, the podcast? If you don't mind, that'd be great. We'd love to be a guest anytime. Um we we were really hoping to talk about all of them. So, <laughs> you know. Well, thanks again for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. Oh, it was thanks a great time. Lot. And Love Brian, thank you. Oh, it was a pleasure, sir. And I want to thank all of you for listening to the People Persons Paper Podcast. We've been so very happy to have you. And I hope you'll join us next week because, guys, you know it. Next week is Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro-Am Fun Run Race for the Cure. The People Persons Paper Podcast is a Channel Four and a Half production. The People Persons Paper Podcast is hosted by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Executive produced by Landry Miller, Hilton Price, and Michael Zampino. Engineering and editing done by Hilton Price. I just love it when phallic things are in my face. Is all I'm saying. Same. <laughs> That's a secret track. <laughs> no, no. Okay. It's not like my dad will listen to it if yeah. anybody's heard my jokes lately. Uh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. I was trying to make a callback to one of my jokes, but then I realized 
Not everybody's a comedian, yeah. and only Hilton may have heard that joke. And Otherwise, I don't think you have. And actually. then there is the "Do I remember?" which is my favorite yeah. issue. 